Hi everyone, we're two girls, we're bored, and we're also busy, so this is the new and improved Suddenly Grown. We're in our last year of college, so if you're in your early 20s, finishing high school, or in college and you just want to vibe, stick around. However, if you're also significantly older and you just want to get into the minds of some 20-year-old women in a non-creepy way, come ahead and join us. Hi everyone, so we took a bit of a hiatus. Um, we started this podcast with the intentions of posting every week, and it was going to be like an audio diary of what's going on in our lives. It would have been perfect. We had this entire whole last plan to be like the ultimate podcasters. We were going to have a robust Instagram, and then we kind of got busy, and then we just stopped posting or recording. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we do have a few archive videos that we literally never got around to posting, but we're back yeah, but and we're better than ever. Are we though? Are we better I than like ever? I like to think so. I think we're busier than ever. Like if we're completely honest, like the month of December was a lot. The, the, the month of November and December were a lot. And like we had a lot of readjustments to do in our lives. And so we could not, we did not have the capacity to post, you know. No, we did not. I think every last bit of energy that we had went towards our schoolwork and then... Went the little bit went towards eating or eating, sleeping, playing with my dog, and then like the little like honestly like the little bit we had left went towards watching TV because I I had no brain capacity to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, some of the things that we decided to kind of change in the new year because you know new year new resolutions and all that, but I think for me this year I wanted to have resolutions that were a bit more. You know attainable mm-hmm. so i decided to get back into reading i think i mentioned before that i had fallen out of the habit of reading before and now my goal is not as ambitious as yours my goal is to read like three books a month and <laughs> by the end of the year and um, i started out by reading becoming by michelle obama and i'm reading this one book called between between shades of gray right now and it's like about um it's like set in 1941, and it's about a family during the Second World War in Lithuania. 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 Yeah, that country and the way Russia invaded and stuff. So it was really cool. I'm learning history, but mm-hmm. not. Oh my god! Before we continue, I have a history joke for Wait. you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh god. It's just okay. So, why did World War One end so early? Why did it? Because they were Russian. I, <laughs> I, got, I there's a follow up. Why did okay. World War Two take so long? Why? Because they were Stalin. Are you serious? Is this all Russia related at this point? I don't know. You just said Russia. Let's <laughs> be fair. Oh uh, no, I don't. I don't normally like historical fiction. You know, that's not my favorite. That is not genre. your genre at all but i feel guilty because i got a bunch of books from friends that i've just never had the time to read Mm -hmm. and so i told myself before i buy a new book or check out an ebook or anything i need to finish the ones i have in my house and so that's what i've been doing and it's it's actually a really decent book it's not that hard to read either it's a very healthy goal Mm -hmm. (laughs) what about you um reading more i think is also on my list as well um Mm -hmm. i started to get back into reading um when quarantine began but also i realized that after i think like since i turned 14 or ever since i entered high school um reading used to be 
my main thing to do outside of like the activities that I absolutely had to do. So like school, sleeping, mm-hmm. eating, um, yeah. and reading used to be my go-to, but it was replaced by TV, which I think oh, sweet made me. <laughs> It made me lazy. Not to say that there aren't some great TV shows out there. It just, watching TV mindlessly is so much easier than actively picking up a be- book. Yeah, than picking up a book and like picking being up any book at this point. And to uh, be completely fair, yes. we are both humanities majors. We literally read for our majors. Yeah, like, that is true. We read like so hundreds of pages <laughs> <laughs> weekly. So, you know, I would really like to take a break after having to read about like feminist mystiques and i'm like oh great Mm -hmm. i don't want to read more i just want to do something brainless and like sink into my bed and watch people fall in love or watch girls do something stupid i don't want to read like after i attend a two and a half hour lecture where the professor starts by being so last night's reading was a bit difficult i know i struggled it with it myself like a woman with a whole phd Right. And, like, 30 years of teaching experience is saying that, so. But but can we just talk about how we're literally paying people to so that we can teach ourselves right now? Can we just, before we get into what we whatever. That's, that's their point. Right. They're, like, because the game I show hosts. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I had been duped until I look at our syllabus, and she just has readings and papers. And she's like, okay, guys, in lecture, I don't lecture. I don't believe in using class time to talk to you or at you. So we will have discussions. And I just want to hear your opinions. And I'm like, ma'am, I don't have the PhD. I am not the one who went to school for this. Why am I doing coming up to the conclusions myself? Why? Why? And then, like, so because of the Zoom environment that we're in, it'll just be, like, me with my camera on in a classroom of 30 and nobody else wants to speak. Exactly. I went to class today. The entire time, it was me and my professor with the camera on with 23 people sitting there, mics off, cameras off. And is I it, was is it the, like, the hot prof with the turtleneck? No, no, no. This is the other class. Oh, okay. This is the right. other class. In the class with the turtleneck, because there's two professors, it's a little... I Like, I don't feel as bad about not having my camera mm-hmm. on because that one's mm-hmm. a lot more and I feel like I'd get a lot... I, I feel judged in that class. And in that class, people don't even turn on their cameras in breakout rooms. That's how bad <laughs> it is. I... It's awkward, really. It is awkward when you're there. And I've... I just stopped giving all like all fucks like literally i will will be in the breakout room and i'm eating because if you guys aren't gonna talk or even look at me or just like pop out into the breakout room i literally like i'm sipping coffee in the in the main room you're sipping coffee in the main room i'm eating like my siblings will bring food to me like full (laughs) african dishes cameroonian dishes and i'll be eating my you know how sometimes like there are cuts of meat that are really hard Mm -hmm. to like break apart and i'm just there struggling with my meat mm-hmm. i don't care i don't care anymore. <laughs> i also feel like because there are there are very few seniors in all of my classes i don't know where mm-hmm. they all disappeared i feel like there's so few of us and we're all like scattered across all the classes and the underclassmen mm-hmm. just don't care and i'm like well if y'all don't care i don't care right can you imagine though how i don't know if sad is the word for it the freshmen now their experience of college starts with online classes yeah that this is what college is for them they don't Mm -hmm. get the pleasure of their professors ignoring them in office hours or (laughs) (laughs) or breaking a sweat trying to run from class a to class b (laughs) 
Or this very lovely experience I had my freshman year where the professors had a list, right, of all the names in a 600-level class, and they would just randomly call us. Oh, they can so you just do that in Zoom classes as well, I think. But but the thing is, in Zoom class, you can just pretend that you are not there. That is a good point. <laughs> like, that is a very good point. I remember... Remember, if you're, like, present enough and your professor knows you and they'll be like, um, is is she here? Excuse me? Melanie, are you here? And Melanie be hiding in the, in the, like, the seat, the in her seat. Because she does, yeah. In the balcony seats, yeah, because she doesn't want to get called. No, no, no. But, or um, the pleasurable experience of when your professor doesn't actually know anyone's name but you and one other person. And when that other person doesn't show up, guess who's being called for every you. single question? <laughs> Thank or, you, Charles. That was my philosophy professor last winter. Mm. The only person. It was a class of 72 people. I did not stand out in that class. I did the bare minimum. And occasionally I would comment on what we, on the documentaries that he showed us. They're pretty interesting documentaries. Mm -hmm. And like, I was usually reading during his class. Like I would be reading like a, Mm -hmm. like a book. Because last winter is when I started reading again. Like, I'd be reading, like, a like an ebook during his class. Mm-hmm. And he was always, like, he's, like, wow, you can read and, like, pay attention at the same time. And I was, like, sir, I promise you I can do so much more. <laughs> there was so much dead time in that class. <laughs> no, um, it was one of my friends. So, she's a hijabi, right? And so, she got, she got confused for somebody else, right? And this, and, like, she's pretty, like, lighter skinned. She... In terms of, and she's from India. She's really, really like fair skin, oh and so they, the professor literally calls her somebody for a Somalian girl. I don't know if they confuse. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I don't know if okay. they confuse if she was Somali or like, but she was Muslim and she was wearing a hijabi. And the girl literally was like, so she's ca- they're calling her name, and she's like, that's that's me, sir. Um, actually, I'm right here. And like he looked at someone and was like, hey, you. <gasps> So, damn. It's like our biology teacher all over again. Right? The confidence that he had. You know, I would have just pointed at the student and be like, hey, can you just, like, explain? But he had to say her name and attribute her with a different face. It was bold. Quite bold of him. I appreciate um, that. So we've gotten quite a ways away from 2021 goals. And that's fine because we (laughs) have the rest of the year to fill everyone in our goals. So we shared one of our goals, which is to read more. Um, I think I ended the year last year having read 93 books, something like that. Look at her, the scholar that she is. (laughs) Were they all good books or they were trash? Were they trash? No, um, it was a good mix. I think I came out of it having read like five or six books that I rated five stars. And I am like, I am very stringent with my stars. I don't like giving half Mm -hmm. stars. Um, Mm -hmm. And very rarely does a book receive five stars or even four Mm -hmm. stars. I think most of the books that Mm -hmm. I end up reading are usually like three and a Mm -hmm. half-ish. And I think like there were only four books that I started and I could not finish. I usually like when I start a book, it has to be really, really bad for me to not want to finish it um, Mm -hmm. because it's a pride thing. But there were four books that I ended up not finishing of a pride thing yeah it, it's really hard for me not to finish books or movies or anything it's hard for me to not finish things in general and like it has to be trash yes it was like they, they were just like they were truly bad there were books that yeah. fun fact they were books that i found on book talk book talk doesn't know really? what it's talking about most of the time oh okay that's interesting because i the, the books i found on book talk have been really good i mean that one that one girl who just made me buy a book without even oh my God. having read it i first. love her 
Right. Oh, um, I can't. Do you, know, can't, do you know I'm her gonna handle? go look her up. I'm gonna go look up her handle. I love her so much. So she recommended this book. It was called The Immortal Life of Addie LaRue. And, or The Invisible, pardon me, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And like the way she described the book, I had to just buy it. And I've never been so quick at buying books before, but um, I truly appreciated it. But um, I think that we should actually start talking about what we meant to talk about, which is media. Like yes. we, we meant to talk about movies today. So over break, I had the pleasure, we had the pleasure of watching a lot of stuff. This girl convinced me to watch The Wild. You watched Shit's Creek, right? You finished it? I watched Shit's Creek for the first time. It was mm-hmm. so good, and we will talk about it at a later time. And then I vote, like, we've been watching Korean dramas for a while now, and I noticed, like, the love that for Korean dramas on TikTok and, like, just everywhere now. But mm-hmm. we will also do an episode about our favorite Korean dramas. We yeah, switched. We, we, I'm we watching. Switched. We traded K dramas. I'm watching Startup at the moment, and, yes, and you're watching, I am watching uh, Dodo, Soul Soul, La La Soul. <laughs> it's weird, but I really like that one. And then the one I'm thing that we're going to talk Yeah, you are? I'm into okay. it. I, think, I didn't know if you'd I like think we'll it. we'll discuss it at a later time, but I'm into it. I'm a few episodes okay. in, and okay. it's it's, enter- it's weird, but it's entertaining. Right? That's what I thought. I'm on episode 11 of Startup at the moment. Okay. I'm almost done with it. You're almost done. Okay. You only got five episodes to go. Right. And then the thing that we're going to talk to t- about today is everyone's favorite, oh, wait, Bridgerton. Wait, wait. Before we do the what? reveal, though, I guess you already did the reveal. We will talk I about Bridgerton today. But we will. life update. So we are still seniors in college. Uh, yes. Thank God. Um, one of us this will is be my graduating. Last You're going to be graduating this quarter. I will be graduating next no, no. quarter. I'm graduating next quarter, but I'm done this quarter. Yes, but you're done. Like, this is your last quarter of instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like you're studying for the MCAT because you're going to be a fancy doctor someday. At and some I point. need, like, a big girl job. <laughs> I also need a big girl job just for a year You now. also need a big <laughs> girl job in the interim. But, like, I need a big girl job, like health insurance. And you need a career. Dental. Yeah, you need a career. Like, I need a yeah. job to start my career. You need exactly. a job to fill the time until you go to med school exactly but also something that contributes to your career not like something random um i mean obviously not <laughs> so between job hunting and school and the various hobbies that we have picked up which we will mm-hmm. tell you more about later as well at some point it's a lot <laughs> it's been a lot and so we've and decided that's why- to pivot in terms yes. of the the podcast and i think at least for the foreseeable future, we will be focusing on media that we like to consume because we consume quite a lot of it in the form of books, movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. TikToks, and even music. T- we're not music. talking about t- we talk about TikToks. We do, we do, and music. YouTube. Or how do how do you even do mu- music reviews? I think you need to be trained in order to do that. I can tell you, I follow this vocal coach on YouTube, Ooh. and I love watching him react to people sing. I i'm tone deaf and when i sing it sounds like dying cats but watching him react <laughs> to not. songs that i really enjoy just makes me really happy because he's not overly critical he only reviews songs that mm-hmm. like he can give constructive criticism about because there are people uh, like who brad are already, mundo yeah there are people who are already so mm-hmm. talented where like all he can do is nitpick at that point and that's mm-hmm. really fun to watch so, so he's like, like you have to have actual so talent he... to do that yeah yeah that's true that's true that's fair it can't be but like two idiots with a mic. Like us? Yeah. <laughs> it can't be us. 
but two idiots with a mic can't should we change our names to two idiots with a mic i think suddenly grown is good for now two girls that are bored and busy is good for now fine those are enough those are enough names for us but two idiots with a mic at least for now are going to review bridgerton that sounds like a dude podcast to be honest right totally does we're two dudes with a mic (laughs) no it's two idiots and a mic but also like oh sorry two idiots and a mic yeah hi we're two idiots with a mic i'm chad and that's brad maybe come hang with us to like increase our male viewership though if we if i was chad and you were brad I mean, I, I, right. we have ethnic names. I don't think our ethnicity gets wiped out by becoming men. No, but I still like to be Brad or Chad. Brad I Chad. Mean, I think I'd be Brad. Okay. Be Chad. I'd be, I think you yeah, could really, I, I, could feel I like couldn't Chad. do Chad justice. I think you could really do that name justice. Do you think Chad would be like, yeah, bro, like, yeah. let's hang. Hell yeah. You can. And Brad would be like, yeah, <laughs> Okay, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys. We will be... Let's, let's talk about Bridgerton. Yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Bridgerton. So it was a Shonda show. Shonda Rhimes. It's a Shonda show. It was a Shonda show. It's a Shonda show. show. It's okay. So when I first... um, I don't do period dramas. I don't do it. Something about them just seems real racist to me. Like, I don't watch <laughs> The Crown. I just feel really... <laughs> I don't, I'm just really uncomfortable with, like, the British, like, royalty. I don't watch that type of chef stuff. But I saw, I was on, like, you know, scrolling through Netflix. I see Bridgerton, and I was like, all right, some other British stuff, British shit. But then I see Bridgerton, Shondaland, and I was like, I'm watching, just because it has Shonda's name on it. Like, that's truly why I watch this. Mm-hmm. And and I also had seen so many people on TikTok telling me to watch Bridgerton. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fine, let's go for it. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I, I was, you know, it, it was a, it was, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just like not the best period drama that I've ever seen. Yeah, I think, so in my case, I have seen period dramas, like ones that are well done. Um, I've seen probably three or four that I really enjoyed. Um, let me tell you, if you're going to start watching Bridgerton expecting Downton Abbey, you're going to be disappointed like <laughs> beginning like, this is not stiff british humor this is no this is um this is very much american piece that is made palatable for american right for yeah she's right, um, she's right on that one yeah but i would what say what we sorry go ahead what do we love what, what do we, we love, love about um, this the hair i think i thought the hair, the hair. and makeup was very tastefully done I, I, the thing is, since I don't watch period dramas and I'm not really into the period, I don't think any of that was historically accurate. Oh, absolutely I don't, not. Nor was absolutely the, not. Yeah. Nor were the, um, the costumes. But I did learn mm-hmm. that in terms of the costumes, this is very common in most period dramas, unless it's a very, very like British period drama and they are like trying super difficult, like super hard to be a- historically accurate. Typically, what they do is they take a time period and the time period before it and the time period after it, and they combine mm. the most popular elements from those time periods and put it all together. Because That's actually pretty cool. If you notice what the men and women were wearing, like oftentimes in one mm-hmm. situation, they'd be wearing something um, significantly different than what they'd wear at the ball the next day. 
Mm-hmm. But I thought the I, costumes were enjoyable to look at. I mean, the Featheringtons were a hot mess. Like, every time I looked at them, I just, I was really disgusted. Truly yeah. disgusted. Truly. And that's but they're supposed, the, what they're supposed I, to be repulsive individuals. That's fair. What I loved, the dude. I'm, like, call me shallow, I don't care. Reggae Jean-Paul? Page? I just called him Jean-Paul. Uh, Reggae Jean, Jean-Page. Is he French? Beautiful man. No, he's British and Zimbabwean, but like, oh. his name, Reggae, it's, it has an accent on the E, so I kind of lost it a bit. An accent but, on the E. <laughs> okay, we're getting fancy I, now, okay? <laughs> it, I, I'm looking at his we name now, it does. speak French, continue. You know, I'm not proud of it, the language of my colonizers. I'm not, but um, this man is beautiful. Like, beautiful. I... Like, I don't know if it's because he's attractive or because of the witty banter between him and the main character mm-hmm. that makes him so attractive. And I think it's that. I think it's that. Like, the, their the conversation. I think yeah. I was there for the conversation between the two. I think the protagonist, yes, she was, she, she did fall into the damsel in distress trope. But I think, mm-hmm. I think they tried to make her a strong, independent character, and she still kind of fell into the damsel distress trope. But in the process, she made some good burns. Oh, absolutely! I she was but my, every time she called him a rake, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> or when but they went for the a thing promenade. is, how much? Right, but how much could they do? To be honest, given the time period, how much autonomy could they give her? <clears throat> exactly. how, especially given her status, yeah, there yeah. was really not much that they could do to make her the most empowered woman that they could have is she yeah the part of the show was also to to like to depict how hard it was to be a woman in that time period Mm -hmm. and like some of the struggles that they had as women so like it was impossible which the girl still had a lot more freedoms than would have been historically accurate so like we're not looking at historical accuracy here i would say we are in terms of the show itself i enjoyed a lot of the side storylines Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were really good. I liked the sister's uh, plotline mm-hmm. where she was struggling with finding her own way in life. The fact that she did not want to be, um, she didn't want to just get married and have kids. She wanted to go to school and be an academic. Yeah. The Her older brother, her the eldest brother, I hated him. Anthony? Was his, was his name Anthony? I him a lot. I disliked Ugh. the middle brother as well. I mean, I liked him, but I also kind of disliked mm-hmm. him. The fact that For his little reason. sister had to tell him that uh, you can true, do whatever to follow you his want. Dream. Literally, I was like, why, why, does a, why does a 12-year-old have to tell you this? Right, she was 12, too. Actually, she's like 30 years old in real life. Yeah, like, she's, she, she's, yeah. both of them are. Her and her friend, they're right. not like 30, but they're definitely Penelope. significantly older. Than the older. Yeah. No, one of them is 30. I swear to God, one of them is 30. Okay. But, um, so those are the things that I liked. And one thing that you'll notice when you first watch Bridgerton, is their interpretation of race in the their decision <laughs> to kind of make it, um, which some people liked and some people didn't. Let me just, I guess, my initial thoughts about that is, at first I thought it was fine, right? Because it looked like they were having a colorblind cast. But then in one episode, in the middle of the freaking show, they mention race mm-hmm. and then they drop it. And they right? never mention it part, again. Right. And you understand that it's actually not colorblind casting because you see the fact that they don't put ethnicities of all color. They don't put all different ethnicities, right? The only people that you see are either in like speaking roles are either white people or biracial black people or mixed Mm -hmm. black people. You don't actually see 
a lot of you see there was one asian lady i think she had like one line she was the the queen's uh lady in lady in waiting no there was one um at the tailor there was an asian lady there. you know yeah i don't know i just i, I noticed her. i didn't know that the lady in waiting was asian i think the queen one of the one of the servants was asian i think there were quite a few asian mm. people as like extras working there for were. the queen but they weren't like mm-hmm. they were in non-speaking roles so it doesn't i don't know if that counts yeah. as no i don't think it counts i don't yeah. think it counts as having diverse cast and like i i want to say that i understand the effort there but i don't think it was well done at mm-hmm. all like i think okay maybe my interpretation of colorblind is wrong but i thought by colorblind they just meant that they wouldn't stick to historical accuracy at all mm-hmm. um and they and would just have color people of all have, like, ethnicities people of different yeah. ethnicities playing each of the roles and it wouldn't matter what ethnicity like hamilton were. yeah like hamilton yeah exactly. like hamilton like, that's what i assumed too. i assume like they'd maybe, maybe they'd have an asian person somewhere or like a brown person or a black person within the main families and then have it just go together because that's what you expect from a play i feel like maybe people expect more cohesiveness from a show which is why they tried to put it in through the queen's family and like establish some sort of a no but then they didn't do it very well because what they did in the show was they had like the queen who was black marry a white the white king and i think there was a different in status right Mm -hmm. and then you get you know the the merging of two kingdoms that were once separated by color but then that's literally the one sentence we get about race and it was tied to race and love and then like we never touch we never touch on it ever again and i was watching a video where this woman was this girl was talking about like race baiting in this show and i definitely feel that because define race baiting. anyone who like it's like it's basically like um you're gonna you, it looks like you're gonna be diverse in either hiring black people or even mm-hmm. having a diverse cast yeah. but then you don't actually go all the way and you see a lot of this with like shows where they want to have black people right and i can only speak for black people but they want to have black people and instead of hiring like full black people they will hire biracial people or they will hire like lighter skinned people the main to make it more palatable biracial as well right mm-hmm main character but it's, it's also like a really upsetting trope if you notice it throughout the entire show it's there are two things that i found really upsetting and i'm not sure if this is intentional or is like this is just a thing that happens in movies now it's like the all the women who were in love or i guess deserving of love were biracial or lighter skin there wasn't like there were darker skin women in the entire movie as extras mm-hmm. right but the ones that actually ended up falling in love were the one the queen who was lighter skinned and um marina who was also lighter skinned but then if you see the difference with what they did with marina and with daphne bridgerton is that daphne fell in love to a respectable man marina got pregnant out of wedlock and her life went into ruin and it just happened that marina ends up being the black one (laughs) and so it's like it's hard to ignore this because the casting wasn't colorblind right because if it had just been like randomly and you see all a different mix of people i wouldn't have cared but now i just can't help but noticing that because it happens a lot in hollywood you Mm -hmm. notice you know what i mean yeah i think that extends to other cultures as well but i feel like um Mm -hmm. with other cultures or at least like with brown people what i've noticed it's typically not they won't put a biracial person in what they'll do Mm -hmm. is brown people just fall into a certain stereotype 
Mm-hmm. And that stereotype is perpetuated, like, throughout the industry. Very rarely will you find a brown person in a role that doesn't have to do with their culture. Or what they'll mm-hmm. do is they'll, they'll, like, make the person brown, but they'll give them, like, a very white name, like, Chad or mm-hmm. Raj. Or, like, a, a monosyllabic so they're whitewashed name. So that they're, like, incredibly whitewashed, but they're still Indian. Mm. So there's really no winning. It's either one or the other. Like, you're Mm -hmm. either, like, a techie, like, a very, like, stereotypical role. That's why I really liked Master... Yeah. That's why I really liked Master of None. I liked Master of None. Did you not like Master of None? I did enjoy that. I do know there was some controversy with Aziz Ansari a few years ago. Yeah. Where he sexually... He sexually assaulted... He sexually assaulted a... I don't know if it was a coworker. There were allegations. I don't know about the validity of it. I just remember there were allegations. Yeah, but that's the thing when I I because I started watching it really late, right before I've learned about that. But I watched mm-hmm. it like, was it? Um, I think you watched end it after of the first season came out. I watched it. No, I watched it after like four or five seasons were out. Like I watched. Dude, there's it. only two seasons. There's only two. Oh, I never finished it. I watched it like after, before the allegations, but right after the second season. Yeah. So it had been out for a while, and no one was talking about it anymore. Oh, okay, I think there were two or three seasons. I don't remember. I watched it when it first came out because I was a big fan of Aziz Ansari. Um, after having watched Parks and Recreation, where he did mm-hmm. fall into that trope where he was clearly a brown person, but he, I guess, like mm-hmm. his ethnicity was never disclosed within the show, mm. and he went by the name Tom. So it was a very, oh, really? definitely a very white, yeah. whitewashed version. Um, but then this show was definitely like a stark contrast to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think things, depending on who the creators are, I think as more people of color end up in positions, like, these things are changing. Like, that show that Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling made, um, you definitely see... Um, Never brown, Have I Ever? Never Have I Ever, yeah. You definitely see brown people mm-hmm. being portrayed, like, not as those typical tropes or typical stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The Wilds, too. Um, yes, in The Wilds we'll watch as well. later... We'll talk about later, yeah. The the brown girl in there, very different. Very different than the traditional traditional trope, and I very much enjoyed that. Or actually, unrelated or related, but you know the the frat boy stereotype I was talking about. You know, in Grownish, the the brown kid from Grownish, frat boy stereotype. It's definitely it's just like one or the two. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't like him. I don't really like Grunish that much. I, I think I've seen the first few episodes because I, I, I was really excited about the concept I, of the idea. I think the show started the year we became freshmen. Like when we started our freshman no, year I think of college it a is little, when the show started. A bit after. I think it started a bit after we were freshmen. We were already in it college, like, I think, when it started. We were already in college, but it was around the same year. time. Like it came mm-hmm. out during our freshman year because I remember watching a few episodes with my freshman roommate. I, I She mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it, but I was not a fan. <laughs> I, I didn't. We can talk about Grownish too. <laughs> At some point, I just didn't vibe with it. One thing else, something else that I did not notice but was pointed out to me is the queer baiting in this show. In Bridgerton? Yeah. You know how the middle brother, like, he was, like, experiment. He didn't experiment. He was, like, um, what was he doing? He went to the painting thing. Yes. painting session and then he realized that, what we're that calling like, it now so what the kids are calling it these days well it was a painting session it was like a an evening uh i don't know what to call an it is it speakeasy okay continue <laughs> a speakeasy <laughs> a place where adults go to mingle in the evening <laughs> i don't know 
<laughs> I don't know what to call it. So some people are saying that like making his the middle brother's like sexuality really ambiguous and like he was curious and ex- they didn't experiment, but they didn't develop it anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was I think it was kind of like an attempt to get a queer audience, but not actually give them anything. You know what I mean? Interesting. I, but I'm not. This is like I don't know anything about the that. show, and I haven't read the books. But I do know that there are eight or nine books. You said right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. each of the characters gets their own book. So maybe they develop it in that person's, in like his individual story. I think I'm just gonna have to either Google what all the books look like, or at least read them to understand how much they're. You'd really to the commit plot. yourself to those books? Could you actually I do that? I could not. It depends on the writing. I love historical fiction, is, but I could not. The, the, it depends on what the writing looks like. If it's as atrocious as what... Not atrocious. British was not atrocious. But if it's like anything like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the show was, I don't think I can read it. Yeah. But if it's not... If it's better, then maybe. But I don't do historical yeah. fiction, so I'm going to have to be really pushed. The was, one thing... Mm? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, um, the last thing was just like the performative performative diversity which we've definitely touched mm-hmm. you know like we definitely touched not not I doing enough we'll say one thing about the books themselves so this there is a section of so it, within chiclet it's like what the the big genre is called like i, I think that I term that is term. so derogatory I, within it's a chick movie ugh, like chick flick i hate those terms i think they're so mm-hmm. derogatory and also men definitely consume that media as well anyways in um with it in, within like historical fiction there is like this subsection it's not, it's not even it's like barely historical fiction because i think that's i call them like period pieces within mm. fiction there is this mm-hmm. like entire section that takes place in the 1800s specifically in the 1800s like the early 1800s mm-hmm. probably like 1800 to 1870 ish um mm-hmm. or like to 1900 in england mm-hmm. um where the story revolves around the dude like the around the aristocracy like maybe there will be a peasant woman but like the story is centered on the aristocracy and there's mm-hmm. so many books in that genre i read a few when i was in high school it's not my favorite genre and i've noticed that the books do get really repetitive so i think it's really cool that they picked up a book from like a book series from that genre because there's so many of them and they're so repetitive so i do think there's probably something Mm -hmm. in those books to make them stand out so much i mean i i get the appeal to it i get why people so many people liked bridgerton i do like i enjoyed it as something that i watched in passing would never rewatch it Mm -mm. except for a couple of episodes i think but um I binged it all like a day or two after it came out. I binged it and I definitely fa- I fast forward in things that I'm not engaged in, so I fast forwarded quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was entertaining. We, we forgot to talk about one thing that we had talked about before, but hated about Daphne. So okay, this is obviously if you got by- here by now, you know this is a spoiler, but <laughs> like oh, the rape <laughs> Daphne, scene? the rape scene, the and like. I don't even know what to consider. So, okay. This is not a PG conversation. So, I don't even know how to do this. But she... The entire goal of Daphne was, right, to have a husband. To then marry some dude. But then she ends up getting with the Duke. Who told her from day one, from the get-go. What did he tell her? I do not want to have kids. 
I don't want children. I what believe does he phrased do? it as I can't give you kids. I can't give you what you what you want. But I'm sure he used a plethora of ways of saying it. Doesn't matter. Point is the fact that she didn't know like if you've gotten to this point, you already understand that the point of the show is that she didn't have a basic like she they, she they did ne- not have a basic sexual ed. education. Sex ed was <laughs> yeah, never I'm sure in the 1913 in they had a whole yeah they were like all right now this is 1813 has her mother her, her parents never gave her the talk so she did not have an understanding of how babies were made and nope. that is why she was in for a bit of a shock when she realized that her husband was not in fact impotent and she does at one point rape her husband which I found to be yeah, very after- disturbing. As I was watching it happen, I was like, she did not just do that. Yep. Yeah, because because what was happening was he was... Um, I don't think we need to go into the details of it. Just explain your reactions. Um, it, it was just like... I saw the look of shock on his face, right? And she was very... She came in with the intent of, today, you are giving me a child, right? Mm-hmm. And then she was really upset. Like, how could you lie to me? How could you How could you do this to me? You married me even though you had no intention of giving me a child. And he had an entire reason. He didn't want um, a kid because his father... His father had been... It was a horrible, horrid, horrid man. Horrible father. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to continue his line as a as a thing of principle he said i'm not going to give you any grandchildren i'm not continuing the hastings line mm-hmm. it ends and it dies with me and he made that promise to his dad on his dot di- like as he was dying on his deathbed right yeah and so little miss daphne rolls around saying that i want my perfect husband and you know what sucks you know what sucks about the entire thing is that she was being courted by a prince mr jean page he or reggae jean page whatever he was a duke and she's being courted by a whole prince who wants children, who has the intent of giving her the life that she wants. But no, Daphne was upset because Daphne was in love. She was in love with the handsome, whatever, Simon. And then finds out that, oh, by the way, you can't. I will not be giving you any kids. He's not actually impotent. He's just choosing not to give her kids. And she loses his her mind and decides that, nah, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And that was I'm just, not defending I, I, her actions mm. in any way. I just, I want to know if if she thought that that was okay. I don't know, actually. I feel, if she thought she was justified in her actions, you mean? Yeah. I don't, I think she thought that so. Because her behavior afterwards, right? When That's he stopped true. talking to her, when he avoided her, she was like, how could you? She basically invalidated the entire reason that he didn't want to have children in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, right? Because when we're like when we're on TikTok and we see a lot of women who have their experiences of when they want to get hysterectomies, but their hus- their doctors are like, "Did you is your husband okay with you not with you having hysterectomy, or is your husband okay with you being on birth control?" We get really mad on women's behalf for not wanting kids. But this is the one time this man is like, "I'm." He's very he was honest ish. I mean, I think he was honest with her with the interpretation that like her mother had explained to her. How? I think he was under the I think he had the understanding that she knew but even if he didn't mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like we can't speculate too much I think overall like in terms of what we can see what happened was wrong and but the thing but my thing is 
I don't really know if young women were lied to like that in that time. I feel like they knew how, what procreation, like, what was involved in that. Like, I don't think that, uh, I don't know, the, Dude, his, the accuracy of I don't know. This. We need a historian for that. The only thing I will say <laughs> about the show itself is that that happens and then no one ever comments on how wrong Mm-mm. that was. Because it happens, like, it, it, it's, it takes, like five seconds for the entire 10 seconds maybe for the entire thing to go down and if you look away you miss it and the only thing i worry mm-hmm. about is if someone young is wa- young and impressionable is watching this that's true and sees it um and then thinks that it's they're justified in doing that yeah or, yeah. or, just or like, like gets the wrong idea about what is and is not okay and i'm not saying like what is considered sexual assault and what exactly. isn't exactly you mean but also yeah. does media have the responsibility to disclose yes does it i think it's i, I think, think it so does as well. i think so i wish like, i think a little so because disclaimer at the end or at the beginning or because usually no, shows be- that have something like that they, they issue trigger warnings anything a show that has for example suicide like if you remember 13 reasons why yeah. at the end of each show or at least at the beginning of each show they always have a message of like if you need help here's where mm-hmm. they 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 talk about the fact that the content that they're about to show yeah is is triggering and that the content that they're about to show it's like it's not for all people to That's watch. That's a good point. You know? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, even mm-hmm. in on like TV shows that come on like cable, they always have mm-hmm. like when something bad is happening to an actor or an actress, like mm-hmm. an actor and actress is being abused or they're being like, if there's a character that's being abused or there's a character that's contemplating suicide, they always have that actor or actress go on TV mm-hmm. either before or after the show and be like, hey, we and just want to like, let you know that these resources are available. Like even in Grey's Anatomy, like Shonda Rhimes' earlier mm-hmm. show, the the mm-hmm. characters would do that. I know in the beginning, like there was a character who committed suicide and mm-hmm. um, that person went, like they went on like, they had them record a thing about hey like these are some mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. so knowing that does that mean that the producers did not think that was valid or need necessary for this then for this show it's possible that they didn't think about it that way exactly i'm curious if it was which is pretty bad a pointed choice or if it was just like ignorance either way it's like not excusable i just think that that might be a potential danger of a show like this because i do think that that was Typically, when there are scenes of sexual assault, it's, like, very pointed and obvious. And this is definitely one of those mm-hmm. things where you, first of all, it's a woman having it done to a man, which, thanks to gender exactly. roles, like, we don't typically see that as sexual Consider assault. Consider assault. On top of that, yeah. the fact that it's in such a unique way, um, I I don't think that this is unique because we'd be able to identify it very easily if the roles were reversed. That is right. If true. it was, if he was doing that to her, we would be able to be like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Stop that. Like, for example, like, um, when people like poke holes in condoms yeah. or when they like, yeah, we, we identify that. That's true. I assault. take back what I said. You're right. So, and I think it's just that maybe they did not, they didn't consider it assault, mm-hmm. which fault, like you said, the fact that it was a woman doing it to a man, we don't see it that way. Yeah. But I, I, and I, and I think that's really, really dangerous because when we consume that, I really hope people weren't like, yes, Daphne, take it. And I I haven't seen anyone say that yet. No. At all. I've seen a lot of women actually condemn that behavior. I have But I think well. it's because we recognize that it's bad. But also the people that I've seen condemning it are definitely people that are my age or older. Um, and I'm that's sure true. that there are younger people or people that just aren't super knowledgeable about the subject consuming this media as well. Mm-hmm. And if they're not... Mm-hmm. also consuming that media about condemnation um 
I don't know the message that it puts across. And I think um, the producers could have been a little bit more responsible in terms of the media oh, absolutely. content that they're putting out. Absolutely. But like one one last thing about Bridgerton is I, I don't think I like the main actor anymore um, because of how arrogant he seems in the interviews. <laughs> um, look, I watch a couple of interviews with every time I watch something, I watch interviews, but uh, he women in who interview him flock like just jump at him and he loves it and i i you know i don't find that attractive (laughs) so that personal assessment aside um i will say bridgerton oh should we rate it like out of five stars or something out of five stars i would honestly i'd give it a, a three and a half i think i'd give it a three I don't even let's do, let's do different categories let's do different categories right in okay. terms of like visual I think it was visually appealing I give it like a four in visual oh, I like yeah. watching I like I'd give looking it a, at it. it's very point five actually I think okay. it was very visually I thought appealing. you didn't like halves no I'd give it a 4.5 I think it was solid okay no okay. I go back to a four, four you're right well let's a four. stay away from the halves I give it a four. visually appealing if 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 the society was not racist, if racism did not exist in terms of casting, mm-hmm. I would actually give it a four as well, right? Given that racism exists, I give it a two <laughs> or even a one. Like, are you saying overall? In terms, in terms of, of like, casting. Um, casting. In terms oh, of casting, casting, I give it a two. If racism did not exist. Yes. Right. I would give it a four because I think mm-hmm. that the dynamics between the characters, I like the actors. I yes. don't, the actors and their, the, their acting was really good. Yeah. But with the fact that racism exists in our society, I would give it a one and a half or a two. Yeah. I think in terms of maturity, I'd give it... Mm. I'd give it a four or even a five. Like, like the thing is, a five doesn't mean it, it was good. A, a five, like, just I just mean, like, how how many mature themes were in it. It's probably a four oh, to a five. A four. Yeah. Like like how stimulating it was. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was able to dive into it and be no, entertained. No, no, I just mean like the different mature themes that were covered. Like in terms what of like mature sex themes violence, were covered. Sex violence. I guess we never talked about Anthony and his trope well, either. And that was a mature theme. Have. That was a pretty mature theme. Yeah. That is true. Maybe if season okay, two fine. comes out, then we'll do we'll do we'll do a second part. We'll redo it. Okay, and yeah. then um, what else? Music. Oh my god, the music is th- gorgeous. I love. I like that. the fact that it was pop music, but mm-hmm. classical. That yes. was a really interesting twist. I don't know. I find that I because I think they were the point is they weren't trying to make it a historical piece. Like they were trying nope. to get young they were people fun to with watch it. it historical dramas like if you watch like a true british historical drama it's target audience it's not young people it is like middle-aged women it's not even me it's you and you're me. a middle-aged woman it is now? middle-aged woman <laughs> and me so <laughs> all right all right so yeah um i don't think there's anything else to rate it on right no the costumes but we already talked about that now we already talked about that no. i think i would not we should give it an that. overall rating though but overall i would give it a three a three yeah. yeah would not watch again i don't think it would not watch again a rewatch it does not but i liked it the first time entertaining the first time so if someone is like looking for something different to watch and maybe trying to get into historical historical dramas historical pieces but mm-hmm. doesn't know where to start i think this is a good stepping stone it's a good stepping stone yes mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Unless you're into something very Gossip Girl-esque. It's, oh, this is very, we didn't even talk about the Gossip Girl aspect to it. We didn't talk about it, but I will say, like, just as we're ending, because we are going, like, quite over. Um, we are. I totally called who Lady Whistledown was going to be in, like, the third episode, and it bothered me that I was right. I really hoped that I would be wrong. Her character made me so sad. I was kind of mad at her, but yeah. I get her, but I, I was like, mad at her, her but I, I get her. I was pissed at her, yeah. but also, like, I hated how predictable it was. I hated yeah. that I could I mean, figure it out. There really wasn't any other option, was there? I don't Not know. I was low-key hoping it would be the queen or something, just to throw me off. This, it, it couldn't be the queen. But the thing is, the the fact that her friend, like Eleanor, she... It's Dude, just Eleanor's like, going to feel so betrayed, like, later on. Right? Right? <laughs> okay. So, uh... Okay. But that's all for today. Okay. Um, that is all for us today. That was a good study break. I think we both have to go do disgusting I have to work go eat. now you can go work i have to go eat i'm gonna go eat now as well but after that i have a lot of work to do and you have a lot of work to do but it was really nice to connect with all of you again we will be posting normally at some point at some at point, some point. <laughs> um, so but thank you guys for joining us but thank you for um, joining us today thank you for the pleasure of your mm-hmm. time um bye bye <laughs>